It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, and I'm coming to you here on a Sunday, where typically is when I record Monday's episode. I'm putting this out right now as my Sunday got blown up. One of the few Sundays I thought I was actually going to have off. We knew earlier in the season, the Texans game on Thursday, and then this week with the bye week, I thought I was going to be able to enjoy my Sunday. I was going to head over to Triple C, hang out with some folks, watch some football, even though I haven't even watched any NFL football so far as I'm talking to you around 157 this afternoon, December 5th. Hadn't turned on any NFL games. I was completely getting away from this today and going to wait until Monday morning to talk to you guys again and release the podcast. But instead, the Carolina Panthers as they typically do, had a different plan for me and for a lot of folks who wanted to enjoy their Sunday, whether it be outdoors or doing absolutely nothing. That's not the case. And don't weep for me at all. I don't do this for free. I've already told you all that. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking pandas with you. But there are times like right now where I really don't want to do it. And I'm kind of annoyed that I have to do it because the Carolina Panthers decided that they were going to move on from offensive coordinator Joe Brady. I was not even aware of this. Like, I wasn't even on Twitter, folks. I was just laying down, watching the college football playoff stuff as they're in hour two of their breakdown of the four teams that we knew were going to be the four teams last night, and that's on ESPN right now. I hadn't even changed the the channel over to CBS or Fox, whatever local game we have. I was going to leave my house soon. I haven't even – I was going to turn on The Office for a second before leaving. But I get a text from Ross Jackson – who is the host of the Locked On uh, Saints podcast. He's our kind of our head man over with the NFL channels here at Locked On, saying, well, the busy season for the Panthers continues. Let me know if y'all need get it, help getting anything set up if you're all available. So I was like, what the hell just happened? And go over to Twitter, and what do you know? The Carolina Panthers made a decision that they apparently couldn't make on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday of last week or wait till tomorrow to do they had to do it on a Sunday a day of rest when no one wants to think about this team they want to get a mental health break away from them they decided to part ways with Joe Brady apparently Matt Rule spoke to Joe Brady Sunday morning and this was the quote that he put out to the press on the panthers.com saying I met with Joe this morning and informed him that I have decided to make a change. I'm very grateful to him for his time and effort in helping us get established over this past year and a half. And for the final five games of the year, senior offensive assistant Jeff Nixon, who was co-OC back at Baylor under Matt Rule, will be the offensive play caller for the remainder of the season. And this isn't necessarily surprising news. There has been questions about whether Joe Brady would be back next year. If I had to have guessed, I didn't think that was going to happen. Did I think he would be fired now, today? No. 
But we did have a conversation last Monday about the Carolina Panthers having to make some changes and that there could be changes made during the bye week. If you're going to fire an assistant coach, this is the time to do it. It's unfortunate for the Carolina Panthers that it had to occur here in week 13 and that the bye week wasn't early on in the season when a lot of these struggles offensively were occurring and they have not changed even with the change at quarterback. But Joe Brady just did not work out here in Carolina. At least he didn't work out this season. And just kind of looking at this whole situation, and we'll get into, I guess, the Joe Brady particulars of it here in a moment, but just for me right now, when it comes to the Carolina Panthers offense, I have a hard time seeing them have success moving forward and not stinking if they cannot properly address the quarterback and the offensive line. Last year's scapegoat for the Carolina Panthers offensive struggles, and I put that in quotes because the offense really didn't struggle. It was only in two areas that are very big, important areas for the Carolina Panthers and for all football teams where they struggled. In the red zone where they were 28th in the league and in those two-minute situations where they went 0 for 8 in situations to either win or tie the game last year. The scapegoat was Teddy Bridgewater, even though the offensive line was terrible and the Carolina Panthers, without Christian McCaffrey for 13 games, were able to have a thousand yard running back. Well, Mike Davidson rushed for a thousand yards, but he was over a thousand yards from scrimmage. Same thing with Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson. That has only happened a handful of other times in the NFL. And the Carolina Panthers became the only team to not go to the playoffs when having four players do that. So clearly, Teddy Bridgewater was not that bad, and this offense was not terrible if with him they can have that kind of success with those individuals. So he was a scapegoat last year. Now this season, with the Carolina Panthers convincing themselves and selling to the fan base that Sam Darnold, who was god-awful in New York for three seasons, could be saved and redeemed here under Joe Brady and with these players, he's now gone. At least it looks he's going to be gone. He's going to get the $18 million regardless. But Sam Darnold, they bring him in here. And you have DJ Moore back. Robbie Anderson is fresh off an extension. The offensive line still terrible despite them addressing it, put that in quotes, on day one of free agency with Pat Elfline and the Cam Irving signings. And Irving's been injured a handful of times. Same thing, Elfline's had to stand on the IR. He's now playing center with Matt Paradis out for the season. You add in those pieces, and the offense has regressed. Is that Joe Brady's fault? Well, at the end of the day, it falls back on coaching, right? Matt Rule says that every single time they lose and every week, every time the issues that they have that have persisted through 13 weeks, he says it all falls back on him. Matt Rule's not going to bite the bullet here. He's not going to resign or get fired. He's going to get the opportunity to make changes. Like I said, if David Tepper believes that Matt Rule is a program builder, there are certainly going to be roadblocks and bumps along the way before they get to the point where they want to get to, which is we're seeing it play out right now in year two where they sit at five and seven, a half game out of the playoff standings in the NFC as we currently sit here at 2.04 p.m. on Sunday, December 5th. They're not going to be a playoff team because the offense isn't good enough. Is that all on Joe Brady? I don't know. You gave him a bad quarterback. You didn't address the offensive line. I don't know what happened with Robbie Anderson. I guess the sentiment around the building must be that this is more on the quarterback and the O-line. But even when you're bringing Cam Newton who had the amazing effect against Arizona in that victory with the two touchdowns on his first two touches, played well against 
Washington with a three touchdown that historically was one of the worst quarterback performances in the history of the National Football League last Sunday in Miami. You can obviously look at the fact that he's barely been in the offense and point to that as a reason why Cam did not perform well. Either way, it just did not work out. And the offense has regressed, and it is horrid. And there wasn't much recourse moving forward that would allow a situation for Joe Brady to return here in Carolina. So Matt Rule decides today to pull the plug on Joe Brady. Is it all Joe Brady's fault? Are these changes now going to make the Carolina Panthers better? I have a hard time believing that, but we'll get into more of it here in just a moment. Does this sound familiar? The Carolina Panthers go three and out. Just kidding. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Contents vary by package. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe Brady is out as the Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. Matt Rule deciding that they were going to part way Sunday morning. A report coming out on Sunday afternoon at 1.19 p.m. Darren Gann of Panthers.com putting that out there on the Panthers' website. In looking at this situation and just taking inventory of Joe Brady, you go back to when he was hired. And Matt Rule has gone back and said this, that he had identified Joe Brady as the guy he wanted to be his OC. And it's it's funny, too. Now you look at it. He identified Joe Brady even, I guess, maybe as the season was going on at LSU. But I don't know. At some point in time, he looked at Joe Brady, knew how smart he was, and that he wanted him to be his OC whenever he came to the NFL. He also knew that, according to Evan Cooper, the secondary coach, that he wanted to have Teddy Bridgewater be his quarterback whenever he got an NFL job. Now, 28 games into his regime here in Carolina, the OC that he identified is gone and the quarterback that he identified is gone as well. So at the end of the day, who is really there to be blamed? Joe Brady was the darling of the coaching cycle back in 2019 and even really in 2020 where he got four interviews 11 months ago to be a head coach in the National Football League. And I was one of those folks who felt that Joe Brady eventually would get a head coaching job following this season, really no matter how things went. I guess if they went objectively terrible like they have this year, then he would not get an NFL head coaching job, which is going to be the case. Um, I never thought he was a college head coach either. And this has been... Really, any if you pay attention, like Matt Moscona, who hosts radio down in Baton Rouge, does the afternoon drive. I've asked him, because he's pretty plugged in at LSU. 
Joe Brady wasn't really a fan of recruiting, right? And he said, let's just say it wasn't his favorite part of the job. Let's go back about a month ago following the Florida-Georgia game. As you all know, if you follow college football, Dan Mullen is no longer the head coach at Florida. Billy Napier from Louisiana is now the head coach at the University of Florida, in large part because Dan Mullen was not a great recruiter, and he was getting whooped on the field and off the field by Kirby Smart and his Georgia program that will be going to the college football playoff for the second time under Smart at Georgia. Kirby Smart had a quote about recruiting following that game saying that if you don't recruit, there's no coach out there that can out-coach recruiting. I don't care who you are. The best coach to ever play the game better be a good recruiter because no coaching is going to out-coach players. Anybody will tell you that our defense is good because we have good players. He also talked about what a job of a college coach basically is when you break it down. He said it's 25% evaluation, it's 50% recruiting, and another 25% is coaching. In college, recruiting is the lifeblood of the sport. If a guy like Joe Brady isn't a fan of recruiting, what would make you think that he would be in line to be the head coach at an SEC program or even Oklahoma? None of the plugged-in college football reporters, that being Brett McMurphy, Stephen Godfrey, or Bruce Feldman, ever linked Joe Brady to any of these college jobs that were available. The only people who were saying Joe Brady going back to college were either folks who didn't know, or fans on Twitter. So Joe Brady going back to college, it could happen if the NFL's done with him. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't think he wants to go back to college and have to talk to 16-year-olds on TikTok or whatever the hell they're on nowadays. That's not what he wants to do. Like Joe Brady is not a college coach. He might be based on the NFL not wanting him around anymore. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. So the suggestion that Joe Brady could have gone to college and this was bad timing for him to get one of these college jobs, no one who actually knows anything when it comes to the college football carousel has reported that Joe Brady was a candidate for any of these jobs. I just want to get that out here out in the open right now for all the folks out there who, because I keep seeing the tweets about it. It just, that's not the case. And I'm, this is information that I've read and listened to on podcasts from the people who know. And having talked to the people down in Baton Rouge that I know, that's not the case. So they never wanted anyone associated with Ed Ogeron, which that would be Joe Brady or Les Miles. So he was never a candidate at LSU. And Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, who wanted to walk into Baton Rouge Country Club and show off his prize in Brian Kelly, wasn't going big fish hunting for Joe Brady. He's not a big fish. That's not the case. So all the folks out there who think the whole Joe Brady could have gone to college, that's not that's not that's not the truth, okay? It's not. Maybe hey, the Oregon job's gonna be open. I'm sure that he'll his name will now be thrown out there by the folks out there in the ether, and we'll see. Maybe Oregon does want to hire him. Maybe he goes to Oregon. I don't know. Phil Knight's got plenty of money, but if he does not want to recruit, it's gonna be pretty hard to beat USC now that Lincoln Riley's there and he's gonna be cleaning up in Southern California. So that's just when it comes to college and Joe Brady, those are just the facts. Again, he could take the Oregon job if Mario Cristobal actually does go to Miami. But just from everything that's been reported and said by people who know it and who I, people I've talked to who would know, he's just not in love with recruiting. So he's probably not looking to run back to college right away. But should he have ever been an NFL OC in the first place is a great question to ask. That LSU team in 2019 had Joe Burrow, who went on to win the Heisman Trophy. It had Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who went on to be a first-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of Super Bowl. 
It had Justin Jefferson, who should have been the offensive rookie of the year, but because he doesn't play quarterback and the NFL is a quarterback-driven league, he didn't win it. Justin Herbert won it instead. They also have Jamar Chase, who was a first-round pick. That's four first-round picks on that offense. Adding in also Terrace Marshall, who, as we know, was the second-round pick of the Carolina Panthers. Their offensive line was awarded the Joe, uh, Joe Moore Award, which is given to the best offensive line in college football every season. So they had the best offensive line, a Heisman Trophy quarterback, two first-round wide receivers, another one who went in the second round, and a first-round running back. But all I heard was that Joe Brady was the genius. Joe Brady did not call the plays at LSU. He was a passing game coordinator. He certainly had an influence on an offense, but he was not the play caller. The primary play caller was the offensive coordinator, Stevens Minger, a former LSU quarterback who, of course, is no longer the OC, was fired prior to the season, or at least he was reassigned prior to the season when they hired two of Joe Brady's guys, Jake Peets, who was formerly the quarterback coach here in Carolina, and DJ Mangus, who was an offense assistant here in Carolina, to go over there to LSU and try and replicate what happened in 2019. Here's the problem. LSU currently does not have a first-round quarterback, a first-round running back, the best offensive line in college football, or three top 50 wide receivers in the NFL draft. Hard to replicate it, as we've seen the last two seasons at LSU. Was it more the players, or was it more Joe Brady? Unequivocally, the answer was the players. The players make the plays. So often we sit here and we want to blame the coaches. Uh, Back when I worked in Nashville, there was this guy, Shane Foster, who played at Vanderbilt University, was an all-SEC player, SEC player of the year back, I think, in the year 2007. Didn't go on to have any great NBA career. But one thing that stood out to me was when he talked when he was back at Vanderbilt, when they were actually good at basketball, going into a tournament, that... He never felt like it was the responsibility of the coaches for the, and this is just his thoughts as a player, that it was up to him as the leader of the team to make sure that his guys and that team were getting in the gym and working out and maximizing their efforts and play. That the coaches get way too much of the blame and too much of the credit. It's the players who go out there and they either execute or they don't execute, which we've heard a lot about execution and the lack thereof here in Carolina this, uh, this past season. That is a primary example of what happened at LSU. Joe, Bra- Joe Burrow was making those throws. Jamar Chase was catching those balls. Same with Justin Jefferson and Terrace Marshall. Joe Brady wasn't doing it. He absolutely played a role, but he was not the key reason. And that was always one of the concerns I had when he was coming to Carolina was that this guy didn't call the plays. And it was a perfect situation as we see that we saw at LSU where the last two seasons are 11 and 11 and Coach O is no longer there. They got a new head coach of Brian Kelly. That's not just because Joe Brady left. It's because all that talent also left the building, among other things, and how Ed Ogeron handled the program following the departures of so many of those key players and staffer and Joe Brady. And last season, the Panthers were pretty good on offense outside of, I guess, the O-line and quarterback. And in this year, they weren't able to, again, overcome the O-line and the quarterback. So now we're sitting here talking about Joe Brady's not the offensive coordinator here in Carolina. I never really felt like you should have gotten a job. I didn't think he had enough experience. And sitting here with him now being gone, I don't really think he deserves all the blame when you look at it and you see that the Panthers don't have a long-term option at quarterback. They're gonna, they've scapegoated Joe Brady after scapegoating T- Teddy Bridgewater. they got to address the offensive line. they got to find a quarterback. We all want Cam Newton to work out. Absolutely. But to sit here and to think that anything's going to change just because Joe Brady has left... Is a little bit naive in my opinion. 
there's so many things that need to change for Carolina moving forward that they want to be able to get where they want to be next season. And Matt Rule, he might be one of those changes. We'll see. This is step one to whether a coach is going to get fired, them having to fire staffers. They moved on from the quarterback last year, moved on from the OC this year. Now what do you do moving forward? We'll get into more of that here in just a moment. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you the extra something to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Your friends of Santa will tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors. They'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues its march to the playoffs. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from the NBA to college basketball, college football, the NFL, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. I had actually made plans to get out of Charlotte for the weekend um, because of the Panthers' bye week, and kind of glad I didn't do that, considering I would have had to find some way to get you guys this content that you so crave and deserve, I guess, if you crave and deserve this at all, which is I'm probably overplaying it. Um, Either way, uh, Joe Brady is no longer the OC here in Carolina, which is unfortunate for him. He's still got an awesome opportunity and I think he'll be just fine. He's 32 years old, right? He's a young OC. And let's be honest, he probably should have never been the OC here in Carolina in the first place. Jeff Nixon will now take over the the play calling. Will that mean he'll be the OC? We had been planning, I think, dating back to this offseason for this to be Joe Brady's final season here in Carolina. Now, did we expect it to go this way? Certainly not. But the expectation heading into the season that this was going to be Joe Brady's last so let's not really sit here and wait for the man because we thought that he was probably going to be gone anyway. And he's going to still get whatever buyout there is for getting terminated with five weeks left in the season. And I believe he'll probably be on some sort of coaching staff next year, um, probably in the NFL, maybe in college football, where he could go be an OC. And I'm sure plenty of teams across the country uh, will be looking for them and would love to have Joe Brady as their OC. And hell, I'm a UNC football fan. And I mean, Phil Longo's had success at Carolina, terrible in in the red zone in terms of the the play calling that I can't stand. And I'd love to have Joe Brady there as the play caller for uh, the UNC Tar Heels. I'm just not going to expect him to go out there and recruit any five stars. But you don't really need that when you got Mac Brown and Dre Bly getting the job done for you on the recruiting trail. Um, But still, I think Joe Brady's future probably still in the NFL, and that's where he 
likely wants to remain, where a lot of coaches want to remain instead of having to deal with the day-to-day recruiting. I just gave you that quote from Kirby Smart, 50% recruiting, 25% evaluation, 25% coaching. Like You're not even getting to coach kids anymore. You're very much more of a CEO and always looking towards the future and trying to make sure that you have the players that are there capable of helping you win games moving forward. Now, moving forward for the Carolina Panthers, they're going to need those players in order for their OC to be successful moving forward. Uh, whoever it is going to be next season. Is it going to be Jeff Nixon? Well, he's got five weeks to try out and prove to Coach Rule, who he's worked with, dating back to Baylor, that he should be the OC here in Carolina. And there might even be a thought to Jeff Nixon in the back of his mind when he came to Carolina that he should have remained the OC. Phil Snow, who's been in football for a long time, he got to stay at his job as the DC for Matt Rule. Well, Jeff Nixon had to take a secondary role and not being the primary play caller here or being the play caller at all here in Carolina. He now gets this opportunity over the next five weeks. I don't, I wouldn't guess he'll be the play caller again next year and be the OC. I think Matt Rule is going to have a lot of pressure on him to hire the best OC available, which is pretty much what he did. And you can see right then, right now, that just because the Panthers hired the guy that everyone wanted, fans celebrated, everyone was excited about it. They got the young, hot coordinator. He came to Carolina. He had the pick of the litter. LSU signed him to a big contract where he couldn't go take any other coordinator job. He was going to take a job in college. It had to be a head coaching job. And, you know, there were some thoughts, oh, maybe he's going to Texas if they were going to fire Tom Herman at that point in time, which they didn't. Now Steve Sarkeesian's there. But Joe Brady came to the NFL, got the OC job, and everyone was fired up about it. People were pumped up, thought that this is great. I'm even backed in on F and Z. I was kind of skeptical of it. I'm just naturally skeptical about a lot of things because, yes, people can be excited, have enthusiasm. I love that. You hear me. I'm enthusiastic a lot about a lot of things. I'm wrong a lot of times. I'm right sometimes, too. But I just did not feel good about it just because I value experience. And ideally, when you look at the NFL – This is the best offensive minds versus the best coaching minds. These are the best athletes going against the best athletes week in and week out. And a guy who's never called plays, I don't really know how he's going to stack up against the best defensive minds. And as we've seen this year where um, our friend who's joined the show before, Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer, he wrote the other day on Friday talking about how his offense had been unimaginative and came on the podcast a couple weeks ago and said how Joe Brady is very one-dimensional when it comes to his play calling. And if that's the case, you're unimaginative and one-dimensional, you're going to have a really hard time going up against some of these great defensive minds in the NFL week in and week out. As we've seen, that's how things played out this past season for the Carolina Panthers. But you're also going to have a hard time having success when your quarterback's Sam Darnold. And he can't make the right decisions, and he can't execute. No matter what, he can't figure it out. I don't blame Joe Brady for that. Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback. You're also not going to have a lot of success when Christian McCaffrey is out of the lineup for the majority of the games. That's not helpful that he had, he missed Christian McCaffrey for what, like 18 games, 18 out of the 20 trying to do math, 28 games. That's not, that's not helpful for Joe Brady. So it, it hurts to see, I mean, it hurts any OC to have, to not have a good quarterback, your best player on offense, and then be saddled with a terrible offensive line. And until the Carolina Panthers fix the quarterback position, identify a long-term option, and fix the offensive line, we're going to be right here having the same sort of conversation next year. But instead, it won't be Joe Brady. It'll be Matt Rule. And Jonathan Jones of CBSSports.com, formerly of Sports Illustrated, and of course, formerly of the Charlotte Observer, Shelby, North Carolina's own, he tweeted out 
Uh, for what it's worth, I don't get the sense out of Carolina that Matt Rule is in danger of getting fired at the end of the season, at least not at this time. That's what he tweeted out Sunday afternoon. Firing your OC or firing any head, any coaches on your staff, mainly your coordinators, is the first step to a coach potentially getting fired. We saw a play out last year with Dan Quinn in Atlanta where he fired both his coordinators, and what happened? Didn't make it through the first half of the season. Here in Carolina now, we're seeing that Joe Brady's gone. I would imagine that the O-line coach, Pat Meyer, probably should be a little bit worried about what his future is going to be here in Carolina. And there might be even other changes that we see on the coaching staff. Ownership allows you to make changes first before making the overall change. And we might be having a conversation next time, this time next year, that maybe um, David Tepper should have moved on from Matt Rule instead of allowing Matt Rule to make those changes. But he's given him the opportunity to make the changes right now. But none of those coaching changes matters until Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer figure out what they're doing when it comes to building this roster. You cannot roll out here again in 2022 without a quarterback who is going to be your long-term option. Is that going to be Cam Newton? I don't think it's going to be. I don't have a problem with bringing back Cam next year, but you better have damn well figured out who it's going to be after Cam. They need to have a plan. The Carolina Panthers have not had a plan, which has continued to allow them to to try and scapegoat people like Bridgewater last year and like Brady today. Figure out what you're doing. You go into free agency and you want to find offensive linemen. Maybe don't get the two guys who are among the five worst offensive linemen over the last couple of seasons, according to Pro Football Focus. And all that has played out. I get Matt Rule doesn't listen to Pro Football Focus and all that kind of stuff. But plenty of fans care about that, and plenty of people look at it, and they saw what the Carolina Panthers did on the first day of free agency wasn't going to work, and as we're seeing right now, it ain't working. Whether it's been due to injury or performance, Cam Irving and Pat Elfline have been terrible signings for the Carolina Panthers, and Sam Darnold was a terrible trade. And because you traded him and you traded for C.J. Henderson, now you're in a situation where you don't have a lot of draft capital. So you bet your ass that Matt Rule is going to be under some sort of pressure coming into this next season or this offseason and going into 2022 based off of the OC he brought in didn't work out, the quarterback he brought in didn't work out, and a lot of the players that he's brought in have not worked out. Whether they've been former Temple guys or just guys who got in free agency, there's a ton of pressure on Matt Rule moving forward here in Carolina. I don't think he should be fired this season. Like, if they lose the next five games, then, like J.J. said, at least for now, not under any pressure to get fired. You go 5-12 and 12 and regress, then yeah, you're probably going to... Uh, they're going to be a pretty good bet that Matt Rule is no longer the head coach here in Carolina. But I think he deserves a, a, a third season here in Carolina. He's making the changes that are necessary. More are going to come. But again, it does not matter who is coaching this football team, whether it's on the head coach, the OC, the DC, does not matter if they don't find a quarterback, and get an offensive line. The Carolina Panthers will continue to stink on offense. They show they showed under Brady that when you have a competent quarterback, even one that you might not like who doesn't have a high ceiling, that you can actually produce numbers in that offense. So at the end of the day, was it all on Joe Brady? Was it all his fault? Absolutely not. I don't blame Joe Brady. He probably should never have the job in the first place, so you can maybe I'm contradicting myself there. But he didn't have a quarterback that he could overcome this year. Last year, even with a bad offense line, he was able to overcome overcome it, but you know wasn't great in those situations like in the red zone and in two-minute drill. But things in the red zone get better. They've gotten a little bit better this year. 
But all that gets masked and gets covered up when you actually have an effective quarterback. And until the Carolina Panthers have that, and I've said this multiple times now, it does not matter. Like I cannot stress that point enough. Get the quarterback, get the O-line, then maybe things will change. Until then, expect a lot of the same here in Carolina, which will, unfortunately, not be very fun for a lot of folks out there. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the network. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. For every Friday, we do the weekly Friday mailbag, so get either uh, DM me or at me. Get those questions into me. Now, until then, you guys take care. I'll talk to you again on Tuesday as I'm sure there'll be more news coming up on Monday as I think Matt Rule will be talking to the media. Either way, that's all I got. My Sunday's been blown up, ruined. I'll see you guys later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.